Hi, this is Mario Andretti. Mark Blundell. Mark Priestley. Claire Cottingham. Ben Edwards. Jamie Chadwick. Mark Gallagher. Freddie Hunt. Bobby Eaton. Craig Scarborough. Alex Brundle. You're listening to... And you're listening to... You're listening to... Everything F1. Everything F1. Everything F1. Everything F1 podcast. Driven. Driven. Driven, driven by fans. For fans. Hello and welcome to the Everything F1 podcast with me, James Tiller, and alongside me today from the Everything F1 team, we've got Coops. Hiya, Coops. How are you? I'm all right. Feels a bit weird. It's been that long since we've had a preview of a race. Yeah, it's been a long time, but racing is back. Yippee! Woohoo! Yeah, but it's the Dutch Grand Prix. Well. <laughs> hey. <laughs> I'll take the Dutch Grand Prix. I'll take the French Grand Prix if I had to. It feels like it's been so long. (laughs) Yeah, so you've been up to anything this week? Not at all. Uh, I've been doing a bit of running. Uh, I've got a half marathon in October, so I've got a plan to do. So I've been ticking the miles off on that. Uh, And that's it. I mean, even in terms of Formula One stuff, it's been so slow with stuff to look at and react to and you know, Formula One seems to have properly went to sleep. Other than Felipe Massa, who took some, who put his tinfoil hat on and decided to start some to cause issues. Like he woke up one morning and chose violence. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> otherwise, it's been relatively quiet. Well, not relatively; it has been. It's been very, very quiet. Not a lot going on, but you know, these these things happen, and it is a shutdown for that reason. We've seen a couple of the drivers doing their holiday things. Valtteri Bottas getting his, you know, his arse out again. But that's he should get his arse out of Formula One. <laughs> he should do. <laughs> well, we'll see how he does this weekend in Zandvoort after his break that he's been enjoying, and all the other drivers have been enjoying, enjoying too. Well, we are Everything F1. You can find us on all our social platforms. We're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube. I say Twitter. It's X now, isn't it? We're on Facebook X. What's up to me? Instagram and YouTube. And you can also find us on our website, www.everythingf1.com, where we put news articles on a daily basis, keeping you up to date with all the news from around the F1 world and, of course, the wider motorsport community. We would also love it if you'd hit the subscribe button on your favourite podcast streaming service to get all of our latest podcasts in your earlobes as soon as they drop. And if you would like to, and we would really appreciate if you did, you could drop us a five-star review. And if you do so, we'll read your name out on a future episode. We're also sponsored by theraceworks.com. Now, they're a fantastic merchandise selling company, and they can get you merch from the teams all across the grid, and they can get it delivered to your door all, all around the world within a week. So get yourself onto their website and use the code EF1 at checkout to get 10% off. So get, you can get even cheaper just by being a fan and a follower of Everything F1. So thank you very much. We really appreciate it if you do that. So it is the Dutch Grand Prix, as Coops did allude to. Now, the Dutch Grand Prix itself is only, well, I, I say it's only, it's 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 been on the calendar again recently for the last couple of years. Prior to that, it had a very long break. But we did have a first Grand Prix in 1952. Obviously, it's, it re- recently has come back onto the calendar as, a, as little as two years ago uh, was the first race back here. The circuit length itself is 4.259 kilometres. We're going to have 72 laps, which means the total race distance will be 306.587 kilometres. Now, the lap record is held and still held by Lewis Hamilton from 2021 when we first 
drove around this circuit. Obviously, last year we had the new cars, which are slightly slower than the older cars. So that's why it accounts for that sort of thing. Um, but I can't see any top speeds or, or fastest laps dropping this year because we're still obviously on the, the heavier cars as the new generation of cars came along. But Coops, what do you think of this track? Obviously, you just said that it's the Dutch Grand Prix. Is that because you don't really enjoy the racing? Is it not wide enough, maybe? What is it yeah. that, you, that you do or do like or dislike about the racetrack? I think it's just that wee bit too narrow. It's an old school circuit. You know, as you said, it first appeared in 1952. Obviously, they've changed it. They've done a wee bit of work to it, maybe uh, in terms of layout over the years. But yeah, it's just very narrow. Hmm. I remember one of the rare, one of the last times I had Formula One, uh, the game, and I know it's vastly different, but I remember driving around it in the race, and I was right up the back of someone else, and could I find a place to pass? Partly because I'm not overly good at the game, <laughs> but also just it kind of highlighted like this is a narrow circuit. I don't, you don't realise how you don't really appreciate it until you actually get to see it, whether it be the game, because you know the skills are still quite kind of similar. Mm. Uh, or they've been there, but yeah, I mean, the race is going to be, it's almost to the point where it's going to be settled mostly by qualifying. And I think, uh, you know, when, when that happens, you have to start questioning whether it's wide enough for a Formula One race. But then, you know, Max Verstappen keeps winning. Dutch Grand Prix is still going to keep being there. So. Yeah, absolutely. It is a thin track, obviously very minimal overtaking. It's it was a bit good for the bikes, though, wasn't it? I think they 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 go around that quite well, and it's quite entertaining. Which is probably why they wanted to send the, the F one cars around there, but they haven't widened it in enough places to 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 give people overtaking opportunities. Obviously, we've got the banking that we you know you don't get to see on the many circuits these days, which is quite nice to see and quite quite interesting to watch the cars coming in and out of the banked section. Mm-hmm. Um, but. I, I, what else sticks out for if you are? I mean, I, like you say, I, I just don't think it's it's the greatest overtaking. But you know, it's it's racing at the end of the day, and I'm sure we'll enjoy the the race weekend. Although I do have a feeling that one person in particular will do well this weekend, and that is obviously the hometown hero, Max Verstappen, who will be on a charge just to you know, it, will it be to win? I can't remember. Is it is it the eleventh race of the season for him? Because he's won ten, or ten, ten. He's won ten out of the last twelve. He's won ten out of the twelve races this season, so it will be his eleventh victory, and it could be his ninth in a row. Uh, so he's looking to extend these absolutely brilliant statistics for the the season. Uh, can you see anyone else other than Max Verstappen doing, you know, what he needs to do here at the Zandvoort? No, the other way I can see something else is if something happens to Verstappen, mm. uh, or something happens to Verstappen, uh, and that would be. Some sort of mechanical issue, if he bends it, someone hits him. I mean, I don't see him bending it on his own. He just doesn't. At the moment, it just doesn't seem to happen. Mm. Uh, just but, so so consistent. And, and this, that's it's just, it. that's a, it's, it's, it's kind of what happened to Lewis Hamilton when during his dominating era. You know, he, he became so confident in the car that he just didn't make mistakes. You know, that, that's, what's happening with Max Verstappen now. He's got, he's got such a, a great car. He's got such confidence in his team, such confidence in the, the you know, four wheels underneath him that, you know, he doesn't make those mistakes. And I think, you know, the success breeds success, as it were. And I think that's a, a, kind of a perfect analogy for how Max is doing at the moment. I mean, he doesn't need... The thing about Max is, and the reason why he probably isn't making many mistakes is he's not needing to push. Mm. When you're at the front, if he gets into the first corner in first place, 
with Sergio Perez barely getting into Q3 and not really sitting behind him. And plus, if Sergio Perez was second, he isn't challenging him in it anyway. Mm. So, well, what, I mean, he's probably driving at like 80%, maybe not even as high as that half the time, because why does he need to? Mm. You know, there's no need to do that. So, why do it? So, you know, I would love to see a car get up there and or a team get up there and have a bit of fun with them and have a battle, but I don't really see who that would be. Uh, mm. At the moment, the most improved team that could do it is McLaren. Obviously, uh, the Orange Army are going to be out in four, so the Orange Army are going to be there for McLaren this weekend as well. Well, I mean, it's papaya, so you can't <laughs> see the old words, you get into trouble. <laughs> but yeah, it's just, uh, I just don't see who else could do it and who else would, you know. How about his teammate, Sergio Perez? Do you think he's dropped that kind of real bad run of luck, luck that he was having. He had a, a fairly decent result over the last couple of races. Well, certainly the last race anyway. Mm, you just don't know with Sergio. He's so up and down, isn't he? He's just, yeah, it's, the expectation is for him to do what we think he should do, which is show up, be second. If something happens to Max, mop it up, get, get something out of, it, out of the race for the weekend. But no, it's usually... Or he's crashed in free practice, or he's crashed in Q1, and he's mm. or he's just qualified ninth, just even though he's not, you know, made a mistake. So yeah, I just don't. I mean, in the form has been that bad. There has been speculation about Ricardo jumping in next year, and you know, I mean, if if, if Perez was doing what he's supposed to have done, we wouldn't be having these conversations. Just Although he's, you know, he's up. second in the championship is. He's got some great points. He's doing what he needs, what the team needs him to do, and that's he's not. You know, he's not doing what the team needs to. Do. Well, he. I mean, he the, needs to be. He needs team to be are, second team all the time. Yeah, but he's acres away. They're, the team are acres away from the the next team in the champion yeah, constructors that, championship. That's, that's he's not causing. Way. He's not causing Max any trouble. I think he's doing pretty much what the team. I, I think if, if if Christian Horner and you know Helmut Marco were to step back and and actually have a frank discussion about it, they'd think. Well, you know what? I think we do need to keep Perez because he does well enough to keep us up in the in lead, and he doesn't trouble Max too much. He's not there pushing Max off, trying his you know hardest to 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 be a joint first in the championship. Obviously, he came out in the first race and was like, "Yeah, you know, this is my championship. Oh, you know, I'm going to try my hardest." But that soon kind of fell away, and that's probably what will happen in subsequent seasons. So, I think if if I was Helmut Marco and I was Christian Horner, I'd look back and go. He's doing what we need him to do, and that's get as he's not, he, get he's as many points as he can. But he's not. He shouldn't be not able to get into Q two and Q three in that car. It should be Max Sergio, or maybe him second, maybe third. But it should always be a one two. That car is mm. too good for him to be where he's at. So, but if he's one yeah. two, then he's causing issues. That, that's what that's my point. But he's not going to cause issues with Max because Team will say to him stay second, and he's mm. not. He's not a battle. Who's got that extra bit of steel with a multi twenty one? He's uh, he's not going to do that. Sergio will not do that. But he's not being this. I mean, he's not being the Sergio they require him to be on a consistent basis. Okay, he's doing his drives to get points. Well, let's be honest. Is, Max Max is winning the constructors championship alone anyway. Yes, um. and that's not good enough. <laughs> that's not good enough. You know, and you know, it's the only saving grace. There's two saving graces for Sergio. One is the Red Bull cars are that far ahead of everybody else. And secondly, the teams that should be challenging have dropped the ball. Mm. 
Because if what would you? I mean, look at the state of the championship. If the Ferraris and the Mercedes were where they should be, yeah, and he's doing what he's already doing, so it's a kind of flatter to deceive, but not in a good sense. So no, he's not, and I think that's where the pressure's coming from. Because I think I mean Christian Horner has said that he is the driver for next year, and yes, he does have a contract. So the conversations that we're having in regards to him not being in the seat next year is pure speculation. But as we know. Contracts in Formula One are not really worth the paper they're printed on, and it's certainly at Red Bull they're not. Mm. So, uh, yeah, and they don't need the money, you know, that, that he brings in. They don't need that sponsorship because they, you know, they're funded and the, the sponsorships that they've got in the car from a corporate side anyway pay for the the you know the cost cap. It may not pay for everything, but it pays for the, the the yearly budget from what I gather. I think that. I can't remember the name of them, the, the cryptocurrency people they Bibit. <laughs> yeah. Bibit, I mean whatever they say, yeah. They they provide a a shed load of money and Oracle provide a shed load of money. So, you know, it's a bit like the Mercedes team. I mean, they're Chrysler and uh, or who is Chrysler, isn't it? Their own name. Or Daimler. Mm-hmm. I mean, they don't put in a lot of money to that team, even before it was split between Total Wolf and Ineos and, and Daimler. So you know, in terms of financials, they're, they're not needing that money, but he certainly but they, just... I don't think they want their star pushed off and, you know, but he, he having would never, battles with somebody who's... He wouldn't he wouldn't be pushed off and there wouldn't be that battle because it's very easy to manage Sergio. I think Sergio knows deep down that he's not in that team to challenge Verstappen. Nobody's going to be put in that seat to challenge Verstappen. He's in that seat to be as close to Verstappen as he can be, which is second. And if Verstappen has an issue, he's there to then do what he needs to do for the team. He's the team driver where Verstappen is Verstappen. Yeah. So, but uh, who's who's won the other two races this year? It's, it's not the <laughs> so point. So he has he has done what he's needed to do. You know no, that, well, that's my, that's my point. I, I think I think he's probably doing enough to, to remain in the in the team. And obviously, as you said, Christian Horner says he's got his contract next year. I I actually believe him in that sense. I think he would be. Well, I mean, he has signed it. He's yeah. got the contract. I mean. In, you know, I think he'll I'm be not... in the team next year, is what I'm saying. I don't think there'll be any any kind of shuffles with with Danny Rick, not at all, in my mind yeah. anyway. No, Danny Rick's got a lot to do, and at the moment he's not exactly wiping the floor with Sonoda at the minute. You mm. know, that's that's the thing, and he can't just slightly beat him. No, he has to beat him, beat him. So mm. it'll be interesting for that storyline, because uh, we could see the end of Danny Ricardo's F1 career if Sonoda beats him, <laughs> or he doesn't wipe the floor with him. There's mm. question marks for wherever he goes after that. Uh, but no, I, I don't I don't think Sergio's doing exactly what he's doing. He's doing it, he's doing what he needs to do because the rest of the teams that should be punishing him for his errors aren't able to do them. And that's the only reason that he's where he is, and the only reason why he's managed to scrape the points he's got and get his victories when he's got it's not necessarily that he's doing his job that other people aren't. Okay, well, let's move on to another team then. So let's go on to the Papaya team, one of our favourite teams, of course. Let's see, what what do you reckon? Do you think they're going to bring a car that is fast here? Is this going to be back again, you know, but to the front like they were at Silverstone? Obviously, they had a, a, bit, a bit of a slower race last time around. Do you think this mm-hmm. this track will suit them a bit better? I think so. I mean, I, I mean I'm not 100% sure, but I, I think there's a wee bit more downforce needed from this one compared to maybe... Spire, or it's kind of similar in certain areas. I mean, with the upgrade they've brought, they're going to be there or thereabouts, regardless of the, the situation. And 
we now know that Piastri is the real deal, and we know that Norris is showing that he's decent mm-hmm. and and consistent. I haven't seen anything in the last races to make me think that Ferrari or Mercedes, who should be the, the second best team, are are going to do anything better than you know what McLaren do. But it will be tight. I won't be surprised if maybe Leclerc pips or Norris or you know they're they're there or thereabouts together. Mm. Uh, but I certainly think they're going to be in at least Q3, the upper ends of Q3. Yeah, I hope so. I mean, they both look like promising. They're putting the car in promising positions. Obviously, Landon Norris got the upgrades before Piastri did, did, so obviously his performance kind of improved quicker than Piastri's did. But as soon as Piastri got that same upgrade, you know, he was there just, you know, very, very small amounts behind Norris, you know, absolute microseconds, you know, ten ten thousandths of a second or whatever behind him. So clearly very talented, clearly obviously in the right position now. And they'll both be happy going into the second part of the season, looking at how that car has been performing over the last few races. And hopefully they'll be able to push their team up in up the constructors championship, you know, maybe past Aston Martin and you know who knows, even past Mercedes as well. Just because I think they've got a really quick car now. They've got two very consistent drivers and they've got a good car. Uh, uh, Mercedes at the minute, one minute they think they're great and then the next minute they're struggling to get into Q3. Mm. Uh, so they're another kind of unknown quantity race by race. And then Aston Martin, have just, they've just tailed off, whether it be that their developments haven't quite worked or everyone else has kind of caught up with them. They, they've done a bit of a kind of Haas on steroids where, you know, Haas developed a car at a high level but never developed further throughout the season as fast mm. as maybe some of the other cars did and then the gap shrunk and they slid down the order and then you've got the stroll effect when it comes to Aston Martin that he's just you know just that wee bit off where he should be in the car that is a decent car so I think they'll struggle to maintain their early form and you know if McLaren remain consistent I think it'll be close but I think it could you could see you know, McLaren, if, if things develop and stay steady and the speed stays there from what we've seen, I would it would be nice to see them at least challenge and get within a few points. Uh, yeah, yeah. hopefully they can make the rest of the season interesting, obviously, for those, you know, second step and the third step. Hopefully they can t- topple off Max and, and get the odd win as well between the rest of the remaining teams to, you know, Mercedes, Aston Martin. I put them all in the same kind of boat and Ferrari, of course. To, to try and just make the last half of the season, you know, entertaining to, to an extent. Okay, who? how about the Mercedes team then? How about Lewis and George? Obviously, Lewis has got the fastest lap here from 2021. But, you know, that car, as you say, is up and down. It can be, they, they seem to think they've got a hold of it all and manage the, you know, that they, they, they come into a, a race with a really good car and it looks promising and, you know, you think, oh, this is good. And then the next race, you know, i.e. Spa, he was just completely the, the wrong guy to set up or or maybe just the upgrades were not suited to, to, to that circuit at all. But it just did not perform, you know, to, to where they had hoped it would. And, you know, I think we had a bit of porpoising back as well, didn't we? So uh, mm-hmm. they, they haven't quite got hold of, of or they don't fully understand, even still, what they've got underneath them. No, and that's a frustrating thing for Ferrari, eh, not Ferrari, sorry, Mercedes. They came up with a big upgrade. Everyone was like, oh, we've got to get side pods back. 
and it didn't really do what was expected. It didn't have the jump like the McLaren jump, but just and then they came out after that and went, oh no, it's because of the cost cap and we need to build a new chassis and those upgrades weren't ever going to do what you know what was expected. But he's all thought, and next season it will be better and we'll be closer. Mm. Uh, well, they put themselves a bit of a cul-de-sac with that one because if it comes out and they aren't closer, you know what's the next excuse? But as you say, like. You get one or two races where they're up there, thereabouts, they're fighting for second in the podium. You know, I'm sure Hamilton's got in the podium when he skipped pole recently in Hungary. And But then you go to Spa and they're nowhere. Mm. So you just don't know. It's really hard to judge between, especially like St. Mercedes, Ferrari are pretty similar in terms of what we're expecting from them. But in terms of the team, head to head teammate, the competition at the moment that Lewis Hamilton has kind of put to bed the the, the kind of rumors of last year or the or the the naysayers of last year saying you know George Russell's much better he should step down blah 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 because Lewis Hamilton has actually been the more consistent this year and been the faster of the of the two. Yeah, and a lot of people didn't want to listen to the fact that the reason for that was when the car came out last year they spent a lot of this season last year working out what the issues were. Yeah, and with Hamilton being the experienced driver he was trying different setups they're experimental sometimes they didn't work which put them back but then the minute i think it was canada onwards when they decided to put both drivers onto a shoot onto the same footing mm. lewis beat him other than you know george getting the one in brazil which was a worst thing for mercedes because they kind of believed that what the the philosophy was working it wasn't working it was a mm. fun situation you know but then if, if i'm right from, if my memory serves me, it was Russell first and Hamilton second. Yeah. Uh, and it could have been the other way around. It was just the way things fell on the track. And sometimes that's how it works. Doesn't mean that Hamilton wasn't better than Russell and isn't better than Russell, you know. And some people could say that, you know, he's not one and Russell has. Right. Okay. Mm. But yeah, Hamilton is the better driver at the two of them. I, you know, you look at Russell and you think, yeah, if, if everything falls for him, could he come out and win a championship? Probably. We've said that about Charles Leclerc. Do I see George Russell as the next dominant force of Formula One? No. Mm. You know, he could win a couple. If he stays at Mercedes and they get their house in order, then yeah, or he moves to a Red Bull or something, you know. You could he could definitely, he's got the talent, but I don't think he's the next superstar of Formula One. And he's getting a bit whiny. <laughs> Yeah, but that's just a Mercedes thing, I think. <laughs> well, could be, but he's definitely getting a bit annoying, you know. Mm. Let's talk about let's talk about the Ferrari team then. Obviously, Carlos Sainz and Charles Leclerc just completely inconsistent up there, not that not up there, doing well, not doing well, crashing out, not getting to Q three. You know, they've they've gone through all the emotions this year. Could you can you see them? you know, nailing something on this weekend? Do you think they're in on the way back to the front where they need to be? I don't know. <laughs> I just don't know. Again, it's a, it's a similar result, but from a different problem with Ferrari to Mercedes. Mercedes, you don't know because they messed up the, start the car last year and then stuck with the philosophy for longer than they should. Ferrari make messes because they're Ferrari <laughs> mm. and it's more organisational and procedural things or strategy issues and and whatnot and again Leclerc just has that wee thing where he just sometimes overdrives the car and bins it we've seen that it was at Miami that he done that on his pole that his mm. pole trying to go for pole he put it into the wall or going for qualifying at least 
So again, the problem we have there, we just you just don't know. You don't yeah. know what they're going to do. And it's irritating for us because we try to say like, oh, they'll do this, they'll do that. All we know is Ferrari will either show up and nail it and everyone will be shocked that they've nailed it or they'll show up and do a Ferrari and something <laughs> will happen. And you just like, Ugh. and then we'll go online and a certain other podcaster will be screaming down the, down the cameras as a beloved Ferrari make a mistake and the world goes mental because he's done it again. But, but yeah. And then yeah, of course... I- I just can't see how how we can kind of predict how they're going to do, like you say, and just because they've been so up and down. Of the two, I think Carlos is the more consistent. So if anything, I'd I'd say Carlos would outscore or outperform Charles Leclerc. But on a fast week, when everything falls into place, Charles is, you know, of course more dominant than than Carlos. But just in in terms of consistency, I think Carlos has got the edge over over Charles himself. And I uh, think there's there's a lot of speculation about the Ferrari drivers because I think. There is that well, that part where they're just getting fed up with the inconsistency. You can kind of see it in both of them when they're when they're off sitting talking about the race when it's still going on and or qualifying where they you know the team haven't quite done something right and it's caused issues. You can see both of them mm. in real and you know speculation that Carlos might be looking to move to another team. There's been talk that Mercedes do like Charles Leclerc and. Mm. Is he does he want to extend his contract? Because we know that, and the interesting thing is that Hamilton hasn't actually announced what they're doing with Mercedes. That's the strange one. Whether it's already done and they're just waiting to try and steal Verstappen's thunder for a for a wee bit, maybe it'll get launched just as the weekend starts. Yeah, I think uh, there were rumours about them doing something before the start of the the race this weekend. So yeah, keep your eyes peeled for that one. So maybe so maybe that'll happen, but you know. There, there is a situation where teams like Mercedes, if they want to be seen to be contenders, you need to look at Charles. You know, do I think Charles is going to extend his contract with Ferrari? Probably not, because why would you at the minute? Because it's just one where else would, issue after Where else another. would you go? There's no, there's no open seats. There's no open seat in McLaren. Well, I think there's he's no got a open contract. Seat. I don't think at the moment in Mercedes. I think Aston Martin potentially, if they got rid of Stroll, gave Stroll the boot. I think I that would be if Stroll decides he's going. If Stroll's fed up, does they want to be about? I mean, they're not going to sack him. He's got a roll of contracts, you know. Mm. So, but you know, if if Hamilton, I think if Hamilton decides, you know what, I'm by, and I've not. There's no. There's always speculation, and I think that's more of a Stappen fans are just like he's done, let him go. But if he goes, I think Mercedes might look at him. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, he's got a contract for a good couple of years more. And now, again, as we've said, these contracts don't mean much. But at the minute, you know, there's nothing, excuse me, there's nothing yeah. to say that he's going to go. I just think that they're getting to the end of their patience with the, the whole Ferrari situation. Yeah. Okay, let's move on to Aston Martin then. Obviously, you've mentioned Stroll there. He's he's doing okay in the team. He's not setting the world on fire. The car was brilliant at the start of the season, but it's kind of fallen off now. Fernando Alonso, can you see the old Fernando coming back if he's not getting the the performance out of the car that he wants? Or do you think this weekend is just going to be more of the same kind of, you know, maybe fourths and fifths and sixths positions in the race and they'll be happy? I think they're going to be, oh, excuse me. Yeah, I I think they're going to be probably around for maybe just mid of the top 10 Mm. and, and around that area. I don't, I, I think the the other te- I don't think they've lost a step. I think the other teams have just closed the gap. So 
It's just I think they're starting to fall into a kind of natural order. And I think the problem for Aston Martin is Mr. McLaren have got it right in terms of upgrades. Mm. But then McLaren were months ahead of everybody because I think from what we know, McLaren knew there was an issue with their car in pre-season. And they were just like, we know what we've kind of figured this out while we're developing the car, we got it wrong. So they changed everything and they upgraded. We saw at the kind of Silverstone time of the season is a culmination of that. And then they've got where they need to be. Whereas every other team just adds a smaller kind of chunks to keep things going. And other teams mm. have just managed to get a wee match on them. But yeah, you can never count out Alonso. You know, we're going to sit here and say that he'll qualify sixth or seventh, that he'll stick at second. And you're just like, oh, okay, <laughs> fair enough. But yeah, they kind of seem to be falling into that kind of anonymous mid, eighth, ninth kind of area. Mm. And I haven't seen anything to say that's going to be any different this weekend. And Alonso has been on a the HPP podcast, the High Performance podcast by Jake Humphrey. And he stated on there that he was not, it's not the end of the world if he doesn't win another championship. It's, he's just enjoying the process. He's got other other things that he wants to achieve in his life. And the, although a championship would be nice, you, you know, he'd obviously enjoy that. It's not highest on his priority i think he's playing a bit coy with that when he's saying those things i think he absolutely would would relish another championship and i think he's hoping that next year that you know aston martin de- you know, develop off the back of uh, of a good season good results and, and, and he gets another championship i think yeah he's been the politician with that one mm. because he's not in a position to win a championship just now nobody is other than a dutch driver and a red bull so you know, if he was to sit in that podcast and say, I think I could win a championship this year, you'd be like, what one? You know, best hair on the grid. I mean, what are you talking about here? <laughs> so, I mean, he's a wily old fox, is Alonso. He knows, like, if he was sitting in a car, if he was sitting as the number two in Red Bull, he ain't having that conversation in, in that podcast because he's not going to do a Sergio Perez. He'll be right there next to Verstappen giving it loudly and going for it. Non Scottish podcast listeners, loudy means going for it. <laughs> we should we should offer subtitles with Keeps's speech. I apologise. We'll get oh, that well. function implemented. Only occasionally, <laughs> come, my, my Scottishness really comes out. So yeah, I mean, it's a very Vulcan slash logical thing for him to say because we all agree. Yeah, well, it's not a priority because that's the man at the races at the minute to win championships. They're there mm. to get to do what they did at the start of the season get on the podium, you know, up until the last few races when they kind of fell back a bit. He was the driver that was ready and waiting if Verstappen made a mistake. So, you know, do I, I would like to see him win a race this year. And I think this is his opportunity to do it. But yeah, I don't see I don't think he's gonna get into the championship challenge. No. But then again I didn't think Aston Martin would be where they are now compared to what we watched the year before. So Yeah, very true. Okay, so we don't need to talk, touch on every team down up and down the grid. Obviously, there's a few anonymous teams this year anyway. Let's let's talk about the well, let's just mention the anonymous ones. Uh mm-hmm. so Alfa Romeo have been very, very anonymous this year. Can't imagine there's too much surprise to come out of, you know, the the Salba team, as it were. I can't see much happening with Haas. Because no. they had a good couple of qualifying sessions and obviously, you know, Nico Hulkenberg's come out and you know completely thrashed the you know the the long-standing Haas driver of Kevin Magnussen so there's a question mark over who's going to remain in that seat next year whether Kevin will have another season under his 
you know, under Haas Formula One team or whether someone else will move in into his place. But I can't, again, I can't see them setting the world alight this weekend. And then who's the other one? Alpha, uh, Alpha Tauri. Uh, obviously, you've got the whole question mark over Danny Rick coming in. He says he's much more comfortable in this car than he ever was in the McLaren, than he ever was in the, the Renault. But the results haven't proven that so yeah. far. He hasn't, he hasn't shown us anything great there. So I can't really see, you know, them setting the world alight either. So of what teams have we got left? We've got Williams, Alpine. I think that's uh, I think that's it. Yeah, Williams and Alpine. How do you think Williams will do this weekend? Then they've, they've, they've been getting some good results actually, and, and Albon is has proven to be you know a fantastic team leader for the Williams team. He has been, and there's been very deserved conversations about him getting an opportunity, another you know bigger team in mm. the in the next season or two. Again, it depends on driver markets and you know where the dominoes are going to fall elsewhere. But in terms of like. It's one half of Williams that are doing well. I think Sargent needs to kind of even... I mean, we can't compare him to, to Piastri. Piastri's just a different, on a different level in terms of rookies, but just in general, he's not quite hitting the mark where I think Williams want him to go. Mm. So he needs to start... He needs to have a good performance this weekend from Sargent. Whether, it doesn't need to be anything like getting into Q3, but he needs to get into near to, you know, Q2. He needs to be... A, relatively in relative terms closer to Albon but he's not you know he's still making silly wee errors he's just not quite fast enough and I think there are a couple other rookies that might be worthy of the of the time next season and if he needs to if he mm. wants an expand an extension he needs to show if, if, that he deserves it and I don't think he's shown that quite yet I agree Alpha, with you yeah yeah Alpha Tauri, it's basically Ricardo needs to beat Sonoda and he can just Beat him. He needs to beat him. Mm. That's the only thing that we're going to see from that. Sonoda's doing what he needs to do. He's quietly getting on with it. Uh, but Ricardo needs to come out and if they qualify a space or two away from each other, not good enough. If Sonoda beats them, definitely not good enough. So we need a good a good gap. If everybody thinks Ricardo is as good as he is, he can mm. be that close to Sonoda and equal machinery. And uh, Alpine as well. They're, they've been, again... Very, very anonymous. You know, the two French drivers. That do you think they're going to be in the top ten? I think that's probably what their 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 kind of limit is tenth. I think <laughs> if they get tenth, well, they'll be happy. If they get in, if they get into Q three, that'd be good. But the way that their season's going, one gets in and one's fourteenth or fifteenth. Mm. It just seems to be the way. I mean, all the, the only good thing is, I think they've run out of people to sack for this weekend. <laughs> <laughs> so, at least in that sense, they're actually going to be a team there. But I think the most exciting thing we'll see about that team is whether or not they'll do something behind the scenes that just gets everybody confused. Mm. Uh, why they did, why they decided on Thursday at Spa to tell tell the world that two people were leaving and not my staff never and uh, it's, it's Alan for me, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, could they not have waited till Monday morning and said that? They told them <laughs> privately and said, look. We'll, we'll deal with it. But no, they announced it at the start and all sorts of other shenanigans. So, yeah, God knows what they'll do. But if anything comes from Alpine, it certainly won't be from the track, that's for sure. <laughs> okay, well, let's make our predictions for the weekend. I think we're probably going to sing from a similar hymn sheet for our top step um, person, driver. But let's do a fastest lap on Saturday. So, you know, who puts it on pole? Top three and a bold prediction for the weekend let's let's do that 
and you can go first, Coops. So for Staffen for pole and one, I will say, okay, my bold prediction will be Hamilton second, and then I'll go over Norris third, just because it's McLaren that I like them. So. Okay. And, oh, yeah, you've made your bold, your bold prediction in that. I'm going to say fastest lap on Saturday, so therefore on pole will be, as as you have said, Max Verstappen. I'm just going to go in my head this weekend. I'm going to go boring, and I'm going to say Max Verstappen will win the race. I also think that McLaren will be up there. I think the McLaren will be in second, so I'm going to say, do you know what? I'm going to put Piastri on second. Why not, eh? And then I'll put who on third. I'm going to say... I'll say Lando Norris third, so I think it'll make it be a McLaren double podium this weekend. And that's going to be my bold prediction as well, because I think that'd be great. It'd be good for the momentum of the team, good for, good for the excitement ex, the excitement of the championship. So, yeah, that'll be it. We got any other news stories that we need to talk about? Obviously, I know you just sent me a secret sly message about the Massa situation. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you want to have a quick chat about that? Do, do, we, do our fans need to hear about that? Well, we we could mention it, but just before we jump onto that a wee bit, just to confirm that Sam Bird, friend of the podcast, has left Jaguar Formula E team and has signed with McLaren. That was announced yesterday. Mm. Uh, so he will partner Jake Hughes for the upcoming season, which I don't know if but I don't know if it's starting in December or January, but they've just finished their season, so it's the next one coming up. Yeah, he's uh, raced in every season of the the Formula E. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's um, and he'll be looking to, uh, to to get get himself an, another champion. He, did he win the first championship? Was it the first he won? Or? I, can't, I can't remember. I, 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 I kind of started following Formula E in the past few years. So kind of the early years, I was a wee bit out of it. I tried it. Then when I saw they had to jump into a different car because the batteries weren't good enough, I kind of was like, oh, okay, never mind. And then I went back <laughs> a few years later and kind of got into it. And it's a good series. I do enjoy watching it, by the way. I don't think it's a, a slight on them. But, yeah, it took a few years for me to really get to it and get into it. But, yeah, he's moved over. A lot of movement in the Formula E driver market. Uh, there's not many drivers, I don't think, confirmed. I think Jaguars the only team that have confirmed their, drive, their lineup. can't remember who it is. Well, uh, Sam Bird would have come from Jaguar, wouldn't he? Yep. So that's left in a vacancy. Uh, I can't remember offhand who that is that's moved to them. But that's the only real significant thing. Uh, we've hinted on it. So Felipe Massa, as we all know, the 2008 championship runner-up. was the runner-up. He yeah. was the champion for about 14 seconds. <laughs> uh, for anyone who was hiding under a rock, Lewis Hamilton won that championship because he passed Timo Glock on the last corner of the last race on the last lap. To get, I think it was secure fifth or fourth, was it fifth? Fifth. Yep, to secure fifth place, and he won the championship by a point. So, Felipe Massa, obviously being the big punnet of uh, Summer Great, has uh, decided that he's going to get the lawyers involved. Yeah, so, this is off the back of a of a an interview that Bernie Eccleston had, where he said that he, he knew about the whole, you know, Crashgate situation in Singapore. He knew about whole, the whole Nelson Piquet Jr. You know, purposefully crashing to allow Alonso to to take the victory there, so i.e. cheating, and believes that he should have been told and the championship should have been amended or that race cancelled or whatever, so he would get obviously more points than Lewis because obviously Lewis gained more points in that race specifically than Massa did. Now, obviously, off the back of that, I, I don't think anything will ever happen championship-wise. I don't think anything could could ever happen championship-wise. But maybe he's got a point for kind of monetary compensation from either F1 or Bernie Eccleston directly or, you know, whoever he wants to get money from. I don't think he's going to get a championship back. 
from that. I don't think that, that if they did anything like that, that would open a huge can of worms for any championship that ever mm. happened under any kind of controversy. Drivers would be coming out of the woodwork all over the shop saying, well, actually, if blah, 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 blah didn't happen, I would have had blah, 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 blah. And you're like, I, I just don't think it would ever happen in terms of him gaining a championship from it. I think he's tarnishing his name a little bit as well by doing it. Yeah, I mean, the re- he, he gained a, a lot of followers and we had uh, Lee McKenzie on. To, and we talked about that weekend specifically and, and she even said the same thing you know it was all around an interview and how she's seen he still has the the, the cash helmet from his accident and when they were talking about all that kind of stuff uh, and I mean he, he was very respectful he was very gentlemanly he was a champion in, in Brazil I mean he, he won his race in Brazil he's Brazilian as we all know and he was almost a champion he was almost being crowned a champion in Brazil now mm. if that happened I would have loved to be at that party because that would have been some party. Probably still go to this day if that was okay. But, you know, it didn't happen. So he's now come out all these years later. And, you know, we put the, I've wrote an article for the website and we posted it on social media. There's 500 odd posts on it. And a, and a lot of them are, you know, cry baby, grow up. They're, they're not really siding with them as a general consensus from what I've seen. Mm. Uh, the, 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 the quote, that Bernie Eccleston said, and this was given to F1 Insider at the start of the year. Like it was a German interview because it took it took me a while to find it and I had to translate it. So what he said was, we wanted to protect the sport and save it from a huge scandal. That's why I used angelic tongues to persuade my former driver Nelson Piquet to keep calm for the time being. Back then, there was a rule that a World Championship classification after the FIA award ceremony at the end of the year was untouchable. So Hamilton was presented with the trophy and everything was fine. We had enough information and time to investigate the matter. According to statutes, we should have cancelled the race in Singapore under these conditions. That means it never, it would never have happened for the championship standings and then Felipe Massa would have become world champion and not Lewis Hamilton. Now, now I think the, the race have done something, a piece on this actually, and said well, the, the race wouldn't get, shouldn't get cancelled at all. But if anything, Alonso's score should be disqualified and everyone should move up a place which then that puts Lewis Hamilton two points ahead of Felipe yeah. Massa uh, so in, so in the Brazilian Grand Prix so there's so many ways to interpret what what could happen what should happen it's yeah. just just too too risky and, and anyway let's let's be completely honest if Felipe Massa hadn't driven out of the pit the, the garage with a fuel hose still attached to him he might have got the point that he required because obviously he had to stop at the end of the pit lane and get the, then the team had to run up and you know, yeah. detach this you know hose and 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 thus this is what put him down in that, was it thirteenth thirteenth yeah exactly he should have got any points so if it, if it had, if it had not done that what's he going to do and do he's going to go and sue Ferrari for not you know removing the right. fuel fuel flow the fuel pipe in yeah. in time or whatever you know it it I don't think anything's going to come of it. And unfortunately, all I think it's doing is is giving him a slightly bad name for it after what was quite a nice send off for for him. Uh, yeah, his as, first as one. yeah, his first one was. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And interestingly, Bernie Eccleston has since distanced himself from the interview, stating that he does not remember it. Surprise, surprise. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you know, you know, it's it's just it's a very strange situation. Uh, it's a very strange one to for him to come out with, and you know the. The law, the law firm that's came out has has been very much 
has been firing on all cylinders with a statement, you know, the victim of a conspiracy committed by the individuals of the highest level of F1 together with the FIA and Formula One management. The mm. thing went on to say Mr. Massa is the rightful 2008 Drivers' Champion and F1 and FIA deliberately, yeah, deliberately ignored the misconduct that cheated him out of the title. Are they talking about the Ferrari pit crew that left the, that told him to go when he shouldn't have? Because, as you say, if you got a few points in that and finished in the points, we wouldn't be yeah. having this conversation because Brazil probably wouldn't have happened the way it did because he wouldn't need to win the race. Mm. You know, so, as you say, Formula One has so many variables. Like, I think I read a comment you put on on Facebook in regards to the 2021 Abu Dhabi thing. Mm. Uh, it's a similar situation to that. Like, should Max Verstappen lose that championship because of what happened to the race director? Race director made the call at the time which broke the rules, or it broke a rule, and you can argue whatever you want. Every kind of main F1 writer and media have all said that he broke a rule. The FIA pretty much said it without really throwing him under the bus, that he he done, there was a specific rule that he should have followed, and if he did follow it, we would have been talking about Lewis Hamilton, he'd eight world, eight world champions. Probably yeah. not in the grid. He probably wouldn't have came back, because he wants his eight, that's what he would. But is it fair to go back retrospectively and decide, you know, if I you going right, so the your man Massey made a mistake, read the rules wrong, done it wrong. So we're going to give that over to Lewis because he's if he done it right, this is what you know. But is that Verstappen's fault? No, it's not Verstappen's fault. Is it Lewis Hamilton's fault that Ma- that Massa feels the way that he feels, and that Bert, excuse me, that Bernie Eccleston and the rest of the upper management decided not to talk about or investigate information to do with Renault? You know, is it Hamilton's fault that Renault decided to get one of the drivers to crash so that they could, mm. you know, get Alonso to win a race? No, nope. God knows why. You know, so you know, will they get money? I don't know what will happen. It might get settled out of court. It might just disappear into the ether. Like I don't think there's anything in any kind of statutes or legal remedies that could force Formula One to turn around and go, "Well, here's a title for you." You know, mm. I just don't see any mechanisms that would allow it. And as you say, the sport's been going since 1950. There's been a, a few controversies over the years in regards to race results and championship victories. And, you know, are we going to see all these drivers come out and say, well, you know, you guys made a mistake there. And if you didn't make a mistake, I would have been a champion or I'd have had my one race win and I would have got money because, you know, I could sell myself as a public speaker with, you know, five race wins and, I never got any or, you know, this part failed in my car and I got injured and couldn't race again, so I'm going to sue so-and-so because the part wasn't made right. It's just, I mean, I know I've been silly with the last one and just been a bit silly, a bit stupid with it, but, you know, where does it end then? Yeah. If Massa gets it, you know, where do we, where's the line? There isn't one, and that's why I don't, it, it can't, there's nothing that can come of it apart from maybe, you know, here's, here's, some money if you're you're is he running low on money is that what it is does he need a bit of cash i think he's bored he's not been in the paper much so it's kind of like oh i said i mean why now it's 2008 just 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 because of this whole bernie interview i guess but off the back of that but but, like i mean i think massa massa said at the time that they wanted the fia to investigate it so why not shout a bit more back then Mm. Why not make more of a more of a noise at the time where something could have been done about it? But there's lo- but there's loads of things that loads of different interpretations of the rules anyway. You know, in terms of yeah. like, like 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 the race have said, well, if anything, it will be disqualify the Renault team because they were the ones that cheated. Everyone else, 
just gets bumped up a place and then right. it ruins it, it ruins his argument anyway completely because then yeah, because, Hamilton's you know, an extra an extra point ahead in the championship. I mean, it wasn't the promoters of the and that was the inaugural Singapore Grand Prix, the first time they had it. it. Wasn't them that made Renault crash. Mm. So why cancel the event? Okay, yeah. the results are untenable because Renault cheated and two dry, two people within the team have never well Pat is it Pat it was Pat Simmons? He came back as a consultant, yeah. but he's never come back to the point where he was at the time. And Flavio Briatore has never come back. Uh, I mean, he has allowed the, their sentences for what they did, where they overturned in court, and then they had an agreement with Formula One to say, look, we will not come back, but we just wanted to clear the name sort of thing. Mm. Uh, so why would you cancel a sort of event under that circumstance? You would just, as you say, you would disqualify the full team. And there's precedents for teams being disqualified. I think BAR lost a couple of races because they had a second fuel tank. We've had teams in the past that have been disqualified and flung out of events. Michael Schumacher gets flung out of a championship for something they've done at a race. So mm. they can do it. Why Massa thinks and the lawyers think that they should have cancelled the whole weekend? As you say, it's probably because Burnley didn't realise what he was talking about. <laughs> <laughs> or he wasn't thinking that it would come to anything. Which is a bit stupid. Uh, but then Burnley's, what, 207? And Gandalf is looking at him going, just die already. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, he's, yeah, I think he needs to learn to be a bit quieter with things now and, you know. But if he wants to come onto our podcast and say some controversial things, we'll have him on any any time of the day. <laughs> I think I've done that bridge. I think that bridge is done now. I've just told him that he's Gandalf. Uh, but, you know, it's, it's a strange one. But that's that's the only news that's been obviously floating around. It's been literally nothing else going on in the F1 world, and I can't see anything coming of that either. So yeah, that I mean, we don't need to go on about it anymore. I think that's that's pretty much all we need to talk about today. But thank you very much for coming to join us, join me today, Coops, and thank you very no, much well. for the people watching on Facebook and, of course, you listening on the podcast on your favorite podcast streaming service we really appreciate you tuning in every week you know we're looking forward to reviewing the race on sunday after for the dutch grand prix it'll be reviewed with sean and i'm sure coops will be along for the ride or and a few of the others on sunday i'm off to uh, to paris for the week so oh, yeah, well, i'm not, I'm not going to be on this sunday sunday stream but i'll be holidaying i will be watching the dutch grand prix race obviously is that a, before is I travel. That a, is that a full family lamb or is it just a no, yeah, glasses. we're going. We're going to Disneyland. Oh, right. I'm going to go see Mickey with the kids. Oh. So yeah, that should be nice. But I will, of course, watch the Dutch Grand Prix myself during the the, 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 the race on Sunday itself. Ah, but we are everything F1. You can find us on all our social platforms. We're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and TikTok. Obviously, making sure we bring you all of the latest news from the race weekend itself this weekend in the Netherlands. You can also check us out on our website, where all our articles will be live. And of course, we're doing race reviews and qualifying reviews, all those sorts of things, all there on the website itself and any other news that drops in the meantime. And we would love it if you were to hit the subscribe button on your favorite podcast streaming service to get all of our latest podcasts in your earlobes as soon as they drop. So the team will see you on Sunday evening and I'll see you in the in the not too distant future. But thank you very much for tuning in. Bye bye. Cheerio. Cheerio. Bye bye.